You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. When you look at markets, yeah. there and, and a lot of participants here say, look, they're confident about 2024, a lot of risks out there, there's climate change looming, there's conflicts, we're not sure about elections. Do you think the markets are too optimistic? Well, let's see. So first, starting with the U.S., I think that the probability of soft landing in the U.S. are increasing as time goes by. We do believe that inflation will get towards below 2.5% core PCE by, by the end of the year. And, and that gives an impetus for the economy to do relatively fine. You look at the consumer is in a very good place, the corporate sector is in a very good place. So there are no big imbalances that you can see. Having said that, the market was pricing until yesterday six cuts, which is a very unlikely scenario because if you put yourself in the shoes of the Fed, if that is the, the, the scenario and unemployment rate is so tight and the economy is doing fine, why well, you're going to rush it? So I think that it's very likely that the Fed will cut if everything continues to go this way, but probably later in the year and less than the market is expecting. So because this is because all, all the good news, I guess, has already been priced in. We had quite a bit of a rally towards the, the end of last yeah. year. Yeah, I think that even though the environment is not bad. So when you think about equity markets, the S&P pricing a very high multiple when you are going to have on, on very optimistic earnings for next year, earnings growth, you are going to higher interest rates. So it's very unlikely that you're going to have a lot of upside for here in the scenario that even in the best scenario of the soft landing, spreads are very tight. So and then you have all the peripheral risk that they are quite substantial. So the geopolitical situation is uh, stable to deteriorating. Terrible things happening in Russia, Ukraine, the Middle East, the tension between China and the US, the electoral cycle. So there are issues that for sure they haven't been priced in the market. So I think that it is a time to be careful on this sort of optimism. Uh, even in the scenario where the soft landing takes place and, and recession at some point will happen, but probably if that is a central scenario, it's a 26, 27% event. Daniel, would you actually expect a correction in equity markets across the world and especially in the US, or is it just that it, it won't do much this year? I think that depends on the scenario. If, if we are wrong, and inflation is not coming down towards the levels, and the Fed has to stay higher for longer or do more. In that scenario, for sure, you will have a recession probably this year. I think that these are relatively low probability. I think that the scenario where the soft landing is anchored, so therefore what you're going to see is a market that doesn't go anywhere, that 
and, and in any event, because it's a bit high in price, it will create some volatility. But why is it so difficult to the markets, for example, to understand geopolitics? I think Jamie Dimon called this the most dangerous time. We see it a little bit playing out on, on oil prices, but actually, again, it, 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 we don't have the kind of maybe fear that we would have had four or five years ago on market behavior. Because geopolitics, you look at history, uh, geopolitics never affect the economy too much. Uh, is a big issue, except it massively escalates. So therefore, in that scenario, we haven't seen a big impact of geopolitics into global growth, on, into oil pricing. So essentially, it's been in the background, it's really bad what is going on, but it hasn't really affected much the functioning of the economy. I mean, how much would the U.S. elections actually change, again, your forecast for the U.S., if we have President Donald Trump in the White House, what kind of policies could actually change the trajectory for the U.S. economy and therefore, frankly, the world? I don't know. I mean, it's too early to say. As a company, we invest for we invest for the long for the long term. We operate at a regional level in the U.S. with every community, every state, and uh, and we've been going through this government, the previous and the previous one, and all of those. So, and we will continue. The, the, our business in the U.S. is a great business. We employ around yeah. 200,000 people, and we want to continue to do that, regardless of who is in the White House. So, you're quite confident about to the U.S. economy with a soft landing. That's your base case. What happens with China, Europe, and the rest of the world? I think that China is, uh, has many, many challenges. Uh, real estate is one. Uh, they, uh, they have issues with their uh, population aging and things like that. So though the, the stimulus to the economy is going to stabilize growth, probably for the first half of the year. In the medium term, we see the Chinese economy slowing down uh, in growth. And, and Europe is struggling. I think that high energy prices, the slowdown in China, uh, people that they are concerned, saving rates are going down in the United States because people believe in the economy and they feel confident to spend. In, in Europe, it's happening exactly the opposite because of the war and the economy not growing and all the challenges that they are facing. So there are issues. So those are important issues, and at the moment, they are not improving. But if you look at European equities, they're cheap. So is it, is it actually a good time, again, if you bring it back to the markets? Well, I think, that, bring, bring I think that they are priced, they're pricing the economic reality. To go from there to cheap, I think that it may be a bit too early, Francine. Is there anything else in emerging markets? When you look at, you know, there's a lot of debt. I don't know what that means for fixed income. Is there anything that you either see in a bubble or just being mispriced? No, I think that emerging markets, one of the good things that they have done is they started focusing inflation way before the developed markets. They started normalizing. So therefore, when the, global, the developed markets normalized rates, the emerging markets were not affected much. And I think that they are in a, in a very good position. I think that some of the countries, but the concept of emerging markets as a totality, I think that is a flawed concept. You can see Mexico doing very well because or a lot of the business is going there and there is a huge amount of investment. Uh, hopefully my country with a new government is, creates the beginning of a new area. Yeah. Uh, and the president of Argentina is here. Yeah, we understand here, yeah. that he'll also yeah. meet with the IMF head tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and I think that they are doing all the right things. It will be a tough year for Argentina, for the population of the country, but it's a to the society tolerates the adjustment, of the pain of the adjustment. I think that this may be 
the, a great thing for the, begin, the beginning of a change of these 80 years of deterioration of the country. Uh, Dan, talk to me about JP Morgan, record high for the share price. What, what will drive growth in the future? Oh, we are. The, the, the stock price has been done well because the company is doing very well. But there are so many things. So it's, if you look, I think that we always look, Jamie, myself, all the team, we look at not just that you're number one here and number one there, we look at the components of that. And when you think about the opportunities that we have for growth, wealth management in the United States, we are now in every state in the United States, 48 states, except Hawaii and, and Alaska. And in some of those days, we are relatively new, we have very small market share, we can see growth there. International retail is another opportunity, payments. So there is plenty of growth coming here. Uh, so I think that the company, and the company has the returns and has the firepower to continue investing through the cycles. And that is what it really allows us to continue, regardless yeah. of the economic environment, to continue growing. But then, and we see some of your competitors, City, actually retrenching from some of the markets. There, there's also job losses. So can JP Morgan absorb some, some of the things that other banks actually say they can't handle? I think that we are focused in whatever is our core uh, investment area, some of the ones that I mentioned. Uh, we have, at the moment, we are employing, at the end of this year, around 320,000 people. So the number of people that we employ has been growing and not shrinking. So uh, I think that where we see opportunities and we can help our clients, for sure, we will focus on that. So hiring this year? Yes. Where, where I mean, good bonuses is probably what we're expecting, right, from JP Morgan hiring. Is, is, is uh, this year going to be great for your bank? I hope so. You never know. But, but I think that all the components are for, a, for, a, for an strong year. Yeah. Uh, so I think that the opportunities in retail, in yeah. investment bank, we see an increasing yeah. wallet in investment banking that has been... Mm -hmm. Very subdued for for the last uh, couple of years. So, depending on volatility, markets will do well. We see more growth in payments. So, uh, and and we did, yeah. When I look at our plans, we did increase. We will increase our uh, staff this year, for on, sure. On, on regulation, so yeah. what concerns you? I know you know you've always thought about liquidity. Um, you've always thought about market functioning and kind of what's, you know, you know, the pipeline, the pipes that make everything move. There's also new capital rules. Mm. Like, what's on your mind? Well, Basel, the implementation of Basel 3 and gain in the U.S. has been a bit of a challenge. Uh, the, the industry is going to submit the response to the, to the regulation. But I think that one of the objectives of this regulation is, is good, which is harmonization. And I think as plan in the U.S., it may be many things, but they are not harmonizing anything. So I think that that will be one of the challenges. And you have things that, the, that they are going to they are create, they're going to have outcomes that probably they are not wanted, like more and more push from the regulated sector into the unregulated space. I think that a lot of the capital is going towards markets, where the market is already having problems with liquidity, and this will make it even, even worse, that at the end it will affect one of the big advantages that the U.S. have, that to have an amazing capital market. So overall, I think that hopefully there is analysis on the economic impact and the impact to markets of this regulation, and it gets graduated to a point where it makes sense to have it. But do you worry that this could lead to some kind of financial stability event further down the line? That, that, that I don't know. I think that it will create 
for sure it will create an increase in the cost of credit into the economy, the market illiquidity, and, and when markets are illiquid, you know what happened. I think that that should be at the top of the mind of the Fed and other regulators to understand what are the implications of what they are doing and adjust alongside with it. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.